By any measure, my experiences over the past few days have been remarkable. For several years, our community has been working on constructing a mikveh in the basement of our building, and this week saw the culmination of a long journey that first began in 2006. A mikveh is a ritual immersion pool, considered a critical component of Jewish life, although it often falls to the bottom of the list of community priorities, with synagogues, schools, social facilities and other charitable causes taking precedence. The Beverly Hills Mikvah project is no exception to this unwritten rule, and its construction proceeded in stops and starts facing challenges of every sort along the way. The concrete for the mikveh pool was originally poured in 2006, but it wasn't until 2013 that a group of donors consolidated themselves behind the project, determined to ensure that the mikveh was built and that it would be a mikveh of the highest quality, both halachically and aesthetically. It is truly astonishing how many details one must consider when building a mikveh, as countless dilemmas and roadblocks over the past few years have amply demonstrated. But for us in Southern California, perhaps the biggest challenge of all is rain. That's right, rain. The mikveh pool must be filled with a minimum of 260 US gallons of rainwater. And it must be rainwater that has not been collected or stored in any way before it lands in the mikveh. The official figure for average annual rainfall in Los Angeles is 14 and a half inches, but in reality, we have not hit that target in six out of the past 10 years. During the 2020-21 season, there was a little less than six inches of rain, and since October 2021, we have had just over 10 inches. Compare that to New York, which gets just under 50 inches a year, and London, which has an annual rainfall of almost 30 inches. Even sunny Jerusalem gets 21 and a half inches a year, which means that filling a mikveh with rainwater is easier almost anywhere else than it is in Southern California, and filling a Los Angeles mikveh between February and October is simply impossible. Well, not quite, because according to the Talmud, not only can one fill a mikveh with fresh rainwater, one can also fill it with snow. Don't worry, I haven't lost my mind. I'm fully aware that it doesn't snow in Los Angeles, although to be fair, there was a freak blizzard in 1932 that left two inches of snow in downtown LA. Nevertheless, unlike rain, snow can be transported in its frozen state without invalidating it for mikveh-filling purposes, a dispensation codified by the Shulchan Aruch, which means that you can go wherever there is fresh snow, as long as the weather is cold enough, you can harvest that snow and transport it back to your mikveh in a freezer truck. Which is why, this past Sunday afternoon, I packed up a car with 400 onion sacks and seven shovels and drove for almost 12 hours to Powder Ridge Mountain in Eden, Utah, where early on Monday morning I met with a team of workers, along with a rabbinic mikveh expert who had flown in from New York, to harvest snow at an 8,770-foot elevation on the side of the mountain. The temperature in Eden was a frigid 13 degrees Fahrenheit, and over the course of the next few hours we loaded the snow-filled sacks into the truck, which had been refrigerated down to minus 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Originally, 
I had intended to harvest snow in Big Bear, California, which is much closer to Los Angeles. But although there's still snow on the ground at Big Bear, as there is in Mammoth Lakes, California, a little further away, the daytime temperatures in those places had already started to reach the 40s, which means that snow would begin to melt and start to pool while it was being harvested. And all it takes is two pints, about one liter of pooled water, to invalidate all the snow for use in a mikvah. By Tuesday afternoon, I was back from Utah and in Los Angeles, designing and constructing a temporary, wooden, slightly sloping platform over the mikvah immersion pool for the snow-filled sacks to be placed upon when they arrived. This slanting platform would enable the water from the melted snow to drip into two eight-foot pits next to the mikvah immersion pool, which are known as the Burhashaka and the Burzriya. The reason one doesn't place snow directly into a mikvah immersion pool is the result of a halachic debate about the validity of snow for immersion while still in its original state. Rabbeinu Zrachia ben Isaac Halevi Gerondi, the Balhamor, insists that immersing in snow is fine, but according to Rabbeinu Avram ben David of Poskier, the Rived, snow needs to melt into water before it can be used for immersion. Incidentally, Rabbeinu Zrachia's opinion also needs to be considered, which is why the shovels we used in Utah were perforated and the sacks were netted so that the snow could never be considered pooled at any stage before the melting begins. Our mikvah in Beverly Hills has an additional enhancement. There is a water collection pit underneath the immersion pool which follows the Chabad custom as established by the 5th Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Sholem Dovber Schneerson. This Bar Chabad can be easily filled by dumping sacks of snow into the immersion pool so that the water from the melted snow drains into the pit below. By Wednesday morning, everything was ready and the freezer truck arrived from Utah. What a moment. We broke the seal on the door and opened the refrigerated container. A cloud of frozen air billowed out into the California sunshine as our local team of helpers clambered aboard and began carrying the onion sacks of snow into the mikvah room, running as quickly as they could so that none of the snow melted along the way. Within a couple of hours, all the work was done. At this moment, the snow from Utah is slowly melting as planned and very soon we can augment the snow water with city water to fill the immersion pool and then our mikvah can be opened for use. It is surely providential that the remarkable conclusion of our mikvah building project occurred in the same week that we read Parshat Shemini, which records the inauguration of the Mishkan, the wilderness sanctuary that brought God's presence into the heart of the Jewish people. This historic moment was enhanced by the first priestly blessing ever recorded, a blessing that is fortified by our determined commitment to Jewish continuity, an aspiration that is especially underscored each time a new mikveh is built. I will end as I began. My experiences over the past few days, the climax of a multi-year journey, have been exhilarating. My only wish is that there are many across the Jewish world who get to feel what I am feeling today and for the same reason. Because I can assure you, as a Jew and as a person of faith, there could be no greater blessing.